In a world full of anger, strife, and plagues, a constant struggle is battled out between good and evil, right and wrong. And for over seven years, the IndieCast is here to try to make you forget all of that. With interviews, pop culture talk, and the best in sexual innuendo. So sit back and relax as Chad, Zach, and Luna welcome you to the IndieCast. Exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the IndieCast. Chad Allen, Zach Romero insulting me before we started the show. Zach, how you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, uh, Zach, we have a uh, we have a guest. I'd like to actually uh, give a couple moments to uh, thank our friends at Action Wrestling for uh, mm. helping us with this guest with this week uh, because um, we definitely wanted to talk about a uh, match that just happened recently over WrestleMania weekend that we have the uh, the joy to sponsor here. Um, our uh, our friend John Davis, your dad's favorite wrestler, yes. uh, got to fight our guest to got oh and oh O'Shea, we'll tell you all about that in a minute. Uh, but yeah, we. <laughs> We have uh, the big bad kaiju himself, uh, one Mr. O'Shea Edwards. Checking off one on the bucket list is here on the IndyCast with us. O'Shea, welcome to the IndyCast. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. Thanks, you guys, for having me, man. Uh, so, like I said, we were supposed to do this a little earlier. Had some stuff getting away, but I'm glad we're doing it now. Ah, that's okay. If we, if we can get you on. That was that was all that mattered. We can uh, we can adjust from there. That is uh, no big deal. So, uh, O'Shea, we start every episode the same way. We start it with uh, five questions we like to call the lightning round. Uh, that is to get rid of uh, some of the really dumb, obvious podcast questions you get asked every time you go on to a podcast. Right. Uh, and then we usually fall off the rails by about question three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, to get right into it, question one, the obvious one that everybody asks, who trained you and when did you debut? Sure, sure. Um, so I initially started training with Johnny Swinger. Um, out of impact. Um, and then um, about, after about a year um, in 2015, I started working a little bit and then I got linked up with um, Robert Gibson. Um, so while Johnny taught me the basics, it was Robert Gibson who really started putting everything together, um, started filling the holes. You know, um, a lot of people say, you know, his holes in his game. Um, Robert wasn't having that. If you was going to train with him, you want to be proficient in everything. Um, footwork, all that good stuff, and he was going to make you do it again and again and again until you get it right. Um, because Robert's big thing was, listen, I don't need your help to embarrass me. I can do that all by myself. <laughs> Robert Gibson, the Rock and Roll Express. That I, I, I'll be honest. Usually, I, I knew about the Johnny Swinger. I don't know how I missed the Robert Gibson. I'll be interested to ask more about that. Um, uh, but it's lightning round right now, so we'll get to that in a second. Question number two, yeah. uh, what is your first wrestling memory? Oh, boy. Um, my first wrestling memory is actually eight years old. Um, my dad took me to Madison Square Garden for a WWF at the time, house show. Um, I couldn't tell you who was on that show except for one person, and that was Ahmed Johnson, because that there was the go. only person who I wanted to see. It was the only person I cared about. And to me, when I saw him for the first time, I was like, holy crap, this is the biggest man alive. And my dad's a pretty big guy. Like, my dad played pro ball. So, like, he's no lightweight. And I was like, dad, could you beat him up? And he was like, son, I'm not sure. And that's when I feel like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, that was my very first memory. Um, my dad said I was so excited on the way back. I was just, you know, hype. He goes, as soon as I put you in the, front, put you in the seat to go home, I never left the parking lot. You were fast asleep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, uh, question number three. Uh, what's the last movie that made you cry? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever cried at a movie. But the last... Oh. Um, actually, it's not so much a movie. It's a TV show. Um, the episode of Fresh Prince, where Will's dad shows up. Oh. And then he leaves them. That one gets me every time. Yeah, what? I'll, I'll sit there. I'll sit there like, don't you cry. Don't you do it. And then all of a sudden it's like, damn it, I'm crying on that. Every time. I, I know what's going to happen. I know the line. And every single time, it just, it gets me. And um, yeah, that, that, that comes from a personal space. You know, you could tell that was a personal space. Right. And um, like, so to me, man, I was like, okay, cool. That's the first time I ever got emotional over a TV show. I'm trying to remember what's is it what why doesn't why doesn't he want me or why doesn't he love me? I'm trying to remember yeah, what's yeah, the line yeah. is. It was, um, how, yeah. yeah, basically basically how come he don't want me, man? Right. <laughs> yeah, there it is. 
Yeah. How come he don't uh, love me? And it, 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 it's even now I'm like, Ooh, I'm getting goosebumps. Like it was just a solid, it was just a solid piece of acting, man. Um, like I said, you can tell it came from a person. It came from a dark sp- space from him. Mm-hmm. And ever since that, ever since that episode, I've always been a lifelong fan of Will Smith. A great, it was a great show too. That show it's does not get nearly show. enough credit as what it. No, was, so. no, it doesn't. Like it's one uh, of those where like I, I need to probably sit down and watch that show over again, like from episode one all the way through. Just watch it again. That's such a solid show. I think it's on HBO Max now, so you might it's be it. able to now. I think. I, well, think I, know, it is... I know the um the reunions on there, but I don't know. If, but uh, I need to look. I haven't looked at I will, HBO in a while. We, <laughs> Zach or I will will uh, attack our Google foo here in a little bit. We'll let okay. you know before the end of the episode. I'm sure of it. So, so uh, cool. question number four: uh, You uh, you did a, a, an amazing promo uh, just before your match with John Davis um, at uh, Have Fun Be Sad, uh, and you were uh, apparently, from what I read, in your uh, local Chinese food restaurant. What's That's your normal right. go to? What's your normal go to order for uh, for the Chinese food? Usually, the appetizer like boneless spare ribs. Um, okay. I try to get either sesame chicken or honey chicken. Kind of depends on how I feel that day. Okay. And it's and sometimes depending on what I'm feeling, it's probably gonna be white rice. Um, I just make a big old bowl. <laughs> I just, I just really? make a giant bowl and just mix it up because it's all going to the same place. Um, and I love it. Like it's it's such a comfort food for me. Um, it just makes me feel good. I'm like, now granted, like 20 minutes of hunger again, but even right. still, I'm like, whatever. It was it was an awesome 20 minutes. Um, so yeah, usually for Chinese food, that's my old, that's, that's my standby. Okay. Like I can't go wrong if I pick that. Now. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to kind of throw in a question, a question B on this one here to, to continue right. that question. So question a, why white rice over fried? Uh, a lot, a lot of it's just like health reasons. Um, okay. I, I like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes the fried rice is just mm, on it. Um, but more often than not, I'm just like white rice. My ass give me some white rice. It's fine. It's, I don't. I'm already eating unhealthy as it is. Let's not right. compound the problem even more. <laughs> and then uh, question B to that, are you a dumpling person? Not really. No? Okay. Not really. My partner is. My partner is. My partner's real big. Okay. It's like, let's get some dumplings. I'm like, you want any damn dumplings? Yeah. But, but yeah, I'm yeah. like, whatever. They're all yours. <laughs> then for your partner, fried or steamed? Fried. Fried. Okay. See, I'm a steamed yeah. guy, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to each their own. Uh, each, each their own. Each their own. Uh, and uh, final question of the lightning round, uh, and the one we have to ask everybody, uh, Marvel or DC and why? Uh, Marvel, um, just because the, the depth, um, I was never really a Superman fan just because I thought he was so corny mm. and I was like, Oh, it's the one guy who can do everything. Imagine that. Um, <laughs> I like my heroes gritty. I like my heroes like rough around the edges um i like them humanized that's why i kind of i liked batman as a kid but then as i grew up i realized batman's a jerk um <laughs> I have all this, like i have all this money to really like bring up the people of gotham but instead i just invest in cool toys and then beat people up who are just trying to make a living you know it's like where is he this and he beats this guy up i'm like this dude has like four kids and he's just <laughs> trying to like put food on the table so he's so he's doing something wrong. Did you have to break his back? Like, right. come on, man. Now you're just a douche. And it's, so after a while, I was like, oh, what you say? Oh, you're just rich? You suck. Um, but it's Marvel. Um, uh, the stories are deeper. Um, they're more intricate. Um, they, they're, 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 the characters are more humanized to me. They have their flaws. They have their shortcomings. And I can, I can get behind that. Very nice. Now, are, are you watching um... – do you watch the, the? I'm assuming you probably watch the movies and stuff. Have you been watching um, oh, Falcon yes, and Winter have. Soldier? Yes, I have. I got to the point where I actually started over the MCU in chronological order. Oh, but that's okay. It's it's so awesome now. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Why? So when you watch them in chronological order, you're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. And stuff we're, starts to make a little bit more sense. We're doing the exact same thing with my kids. Uh, that's that's how because they've seen a good chunk of them, and we're we're actually in what I call kind of the dark spot of this one right now because yeah. we uh, we just uh, we we just got through Thor: Dark World and Iron Man Three, which are, are okay. where we get so we're getting ready to go into Iron Man Three, and those are the two movies that I'm kind of like, can I skip these? I don't know if I really want to watch right. these again, but right. for completion's sake, we are because then once you get right. through that, it's like. Uh, I, it, it I know, ramps like up. it ramps yeah, up like, really. It ramps up really hard. Like both Guardians of the Galaxies are coming up. Um, so uh, Winter oh, Soldiers so coming good. up. Like yeah. so, there's 
there's a bunch of good stuff coming up, but we're like, okay, if we just, yeah, we got to get through these two movies and we're fine. So yeah, I just, um, I just wrapped up civil war. I forgot how much, how deep that movie went. Um, and I was like, all right, cool. I'm in for this. So I think I'm, I think it's guardians Two, which like I'm just super stoked for. I, I yes. love those movies. So I'm throwing my two cents in. Yes, uh, please. <laughs> number one. Um, if it wasn't for the doo-doo that is Thor Dark World, we wouldn't have given up and then gotten real weird with Ragnarok, which True. is absolutely one of my favorites. Um, also, I hate how well done and effective the Marvel TV shows are now, like the streaming shows, because literally going into WandaVision, I was like, I've got no expectations. I don't really care about these characters. It's fine. And by the end of it, I'm like, oh, so the Vision is the greatest character that was ever written wonderful i'll add that to you know the 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 knowledge base now and then same thing with falcon winter soldier i'm like all right these guys are okay and now i'm like oh so the two greatest characters that were ever written are bucky barnes and sam wilson wonderful now i know that i i think that i'm drawn into every one of them i'm like oh these are great right <laughs> like in one division took me a minute to like get in it but man when that show ramped up mm, it yeah. ramped up and i'm like oh okay i'm here for this <laughs> yeah and it's funny that um just kind of i did see like a little bit of fan pushback in terms of i guess they were i don't know it feels like some people were expecting these to be like regular television shows where it was going to be just like oh a, a wanda and vision like monster of the week show for like three seasons and i was like this right. cost like more money than many a con like many countries economies like this show is so expensive like how are they going to be like oh, there's a scooby-doo episode where they're going to figure out this guy no 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 no. this is all just building towards more movie stuff this is the greatest billboard campaign that's ever been yeah oh like i said they're 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 putting their money where their mouth is and i'm all about it totally agree now now uh are we officially done with the uh we have the, the we have officially exited the lightning round sir yes excellent so uh, we sidestepped the last movie that you cried in. Uh, so I want to ask a different question. So this is definitely stolen from something. I don't remember what it was, but there are there are favorite movies. There are great movies. And then there are movies that if you happen to come out of the shower in your towel, still soaking wet, and that movie happens to be on TV, you'll sit at the edge of the bed in your towel and watch that movie to completion. Forrest Gump. Really? Forrest, wow. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. Like, it, is it is it like my favorite movie of all time? Like, no, it's in my top five. But my favorite movies is like is Snatch with Brad Pitt and Amazing. like Jason Amazing. Statham. Right, but they're not shown out on TV. And who the hell wants to watch it censored on TV? Like, that's not the point. But they'll show Forrest Gump every day, and I'm like, oh snap, Forrest Gump song. It was the last five minutes. Well. Guess I'm watching Forrest Gump for the next five minutes. And, um, yeah, Forrest Gump comes on TV. I shut up. Like that, I don't know why I love that movie, but man, it's, it's Forrest Gump. Is is Jenny is Jenny the biggest heel in movie history? <laughs> the, the worst. Jenny is the worst person. I just well, I can't say a lot. It's the worst person ever. Say, I mean, so bad in the so top bad. 10 greatest movie villains of all time it's like right. darth vader maybe jenny from forrest it's gump jenny definitely. it's jenny yes jenny it's it's like jenny darth vader and um what was the name of the teacher who wore all pink in the harry potter movies oh, and i can't yeah, believe yeah. I, uh, I i know you know what yeah um completely those are like your three biggest bad guys ever in movie history your trifecta yeah. of hell literally yeah yeah, it is. Um, but Jenny's got awful. The interesting thing about Forrest Gump is it kind of came, it kind of went full circle in terms of obviously when it came out, it won the Oscar that year. Like it's what it was like hailed as just like an all time fantastic great film. And then like over time, it kind of gets shit on a little bit because it beat Pulp Fiction at the Oscars that year. And so people are sort of like resentful of that. And so now I feel like people kind of dunk on Forrest Gump. Yeah, like I said, it, in I like I said, I'm about to date myself here. But you remember when we got Forrest Gump and it came in like was it was it two? No, I'm sorry, Titanic was two VHSs, but Forrest. Right. I think it was. Forrest Gump was such. 
I thought Forrest Gump was such a long movie that it came in two VHS tapes, but I don't remember it being one. Um, but it was just like, like there's so many characters in like Forrest Gump, and and it's one of those things now. Like even now, like I still like catch people saying stuff, and you're like, how do you know that movie? This movie was before you were even born. You know, that's true. That's true. Have you ever gone into one of the Bubba the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company restaurants? Sure have. And of course, like the waiters, like, "Hey, we got some trivia." And I'm like, "Dude, don't waste your time." Yeah, right. Starts naming stuff, and I'm just rattling stuff off. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Brother, this is what you want to do, man." <laughs> like, <laughs> I love this movie. I have indeed done the same thing. Got in there and just like because the trivia they don't they don't pick anything. They're not going the deep cuts on the on the trivia there. Yeah, so it's like yeah, not, no, yeah, no, no, no. That's so. They're going to need somebody to have the deep cut card sitting somewhere of like, oh, you're really a fan, are you? Okay, then. And like, yeah, they, I would love I would love to watch like a director's cut of like Forrest Gump. I'd watch it all day. That's impressive. Now, you mentioned the, the double VHS for, for Titanic. I also remember the TV version of Stephen King's It was on two, di- was on two tapes. Two, yeah, um, yeah, two tapes. Yep. We don't really get a chance to talk to a lot of people about VHS days. Uh, I'm a big VHS guy, so uh, like, yeah. what are your what are your early memories of like either going to like Blockbuster or Hollywood Video or it a was, mom and it pop? Was Holly- it was Hollywood Video, Excellent. and it, it was always on Friday nights. Um, we would get this is when Papa John's really started getting big. They weren't like yep. they were still like number. They were still like a, a distant third. But you knew it was going to be a great weekend when mom's like, yeah, I got Pizza Hut. You're like, yeah, buddy. <laughs> um, we'd get pizza. Um, mom and dad would rent a movie. And then I would rent, you know, they'd get a movie that we watched with all of us. And if I played my cards right, i say, hey, can I rent a game? Yeah, you get a game too. Woo, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and, um, man, Hollywood Video, man, those were, those were some great nights. I just remember just having such a great time. Mm. That, that childhood was fun, man. Childhood was, was really, really fun back then. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I couldn't get the wrestling tapes. Like, my mom wasn't, she wasn't too big on me watching wrestling as a kid. But at the end of the day, she was like, if my biggest thing is he's just watching wrestling, I'm going to be okay. True, true. Now, let me ask you this, because you mentioned getting a video game. You had put up on Twitter not too long ago one of your first video games, I believe, was the original Zelda. Yeah, um, the gold I, disc. Have, the gold you, cartridge, I'm sorry. Have you re- have you replayed it um, since that time? And what's your current favorite video game right now? Haven't played it um, since that time. Well, let me rephrase that. I played it several times since then, but lately that I can remember, no, right. I haven't. I haven't played it since. Um, the one game that I'm stuck on right now, again, and I ugh, I hate the fact that I even say it. Man, it's Skyrim. Uh, Really? Listen, when the game when the game first came out, I fell in love with it, beat it. Then the new Xbox came out, and like a moron, what did I do? I bought it again, the same game. Then when the new Xbox came out, like a moron, what did I do? Bought the same game again, and I'm like, I am an idiot. Why do I keep buying the same game that I just beat a million times, but I just fall? love with it because i could i could just i escape i could just escape in that world and then on top of that as soon as they started adding in um mods for consoles the game got a whole new lease on life so now there's all these new missions that that people have created and this that and the other and i'm getting to explore these new and i'm like i'm in for this i'm so in for this like leave me alone just give me an hour (laughs) let me just play my game and fight some dragons gonna be cool I was going to say, in O'Shea's defense, it's the only game you can play where you have to fight dragons that sound like Macho Man Randy Savage and look exactly. like Macho Man Randy Savage. And, and so. they look like Macho Man Randy Savage, exactly. Do they, do, okay, so now someone, now you know me, the, 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 last, the last game I played was, uh, um, well, actually, that's not true. The last game I played was at Retromania Wrestling, which is absolutely phenomenal, and everybody should go buy it. Uh, but Ooh, that's neither here nor in. there. I am going to get the plug-in, and hopefully we'll get somebody on who made the game one day to talk about it, because their game is phenomenal. Um, but uh, other than that, I get to watch my kids play, like, uh, um, you know, Animal Crossing. So to, why, how do we have dragons that look like Randy so Savage? Tell, there me, was tell a- me more. 
there was a mod that some genius made where it was like, oh, it, I, I, I want to say it had like a clever name at first. Like it was something like, uh, like a savage upgrade or something like that. And so when people would, uh, you know, put the mod into their, their version of Skyrim, all it did was it took like a no mercy, uh, skin of macho man and just replaced the regular texture skin for the dragons. So anytime you would encounter a dragon in the game, it would look like this amalgamated nightmare of this like stretched black and white macho man with like the face (laughs) mushed up on the front maw. And it's kind of got sunglasses and they would swap the dragons, like normal scary sounds with like a macho man soundbite. So like you'd be, you know, going on this quest and in the distance like the the townspeople would all like shudder and in the distance you'd hear like a oh yeah and the game doesn't know that it's macho man the game's just like oh no there's you know a fire breather coming and then this big macho man this nightmare macho man would come flying in and uh somebody somebody did that same thing but instead of macho man it was thomas the tank engine Amazing. And it would just come out of nowhere. This blue train just comes running in, and I'm like, "That is terrifying." <laughs> now, let me actually let me ask you. You mentioned Thomas the Tank Engine, which thankfully my kids did dodge. Uh, I, uh, I know you you have you have kids too. How how old is your how old are your kids? Ten and five. Ten and five. Okay, so you're so you're stuck in the same vein I am right now. With some of the stuff they're watching. What's the what's the one kid show that a you hate yourself that you're watching after they've gone to bed still. And then B, are, have you, are you like me and my wife? Do you make up backstories for the shows just so you can get through some of them? Peppa Pig. <laughs> it's Peppa Pig. It's Peppa Pig. And I'm just like, I hate myself for the fact I'm watching this right now. <laughs> I, I hate my life. I was like, I, I am, I, I'm so disappointed in myself right now that I'm watching this, but here I am watching it so it's like well <laughs> whatever i'm an adult i do what i want to do so it's right. here i am <laughs> peppa, peppa pig oh god yeah peppa that uh, well, i've got toys that are peppa pig that talk and oink and oh right uh, the, the utter disdain in your voice that talk and oink oh and, it's no, well, like I said, and for for us, to, the only way we can get through it some days is we we've made up like backstories for like like you know there's one that's there's one that's called Doc McStuffins, um, that see see O'Shea gets it he's you heard that chuckle he and Doc makes toys come to life and she's a, a toy doctor which yep. is all in all a very cool show because it, especially for my girls it shows that you know you know hey she's a girl she's a doctor and yay. But playing in God's like, domain and right. You know, well, and my yeah. and my wife and I have a whole backstory that she's she's obviously a necromancer because she's Clearly. bringing dead things to life. That's you yep. know. So we've got a whole backstory of like her her horrible magical powers and her whole family has them and it's a whole thing. But so I'm glad I'm not alone on that one, and I'm also glad no, that yeah, I've definitely sat and watched Peppa Pig for. Uh, <laughs> now uh, you had mentioned actually, uh, kind of speaking of cartoons, that you you uh, you're a big fan of Tom and Jerry, and you and you still love them this day. You still think they're funny. What what works about Tom and Jerry? It's the slapstick comedy, man. Um, it's just some of the dumbest stuff. And and I can also understand too, like Tom and Jerry was built, it was made in a different time, mm-hmm. um, where things were a little bit more fast and loose. And I get it. Um. You know, that stuff like there, we, it doesn't fly nowadays. But, man, some of the slapstick comedy in Tom and Jerry just kills me. And it's not so much like when Tom gets hurt. It's when Jerry gets it. I just howl. Because that little <laughs> mouse is such a jerk. And every so often, man, when he gets his, I'm just like, ah, that's what you get. Um, <laughs> And it's just funny. Um, I think that Tom were, it was like a Western. And Tom was like dressed like a cowboy. Mm-hmm. And he was kind of walking around. He saw this this girl cat, and he just kind of looked at him, ma'am. And he rolled a cigarette, and he pulled Jerry out of his pocket and squeezed him, and his tongue came out. And he licked the paper using Jerry's tongue and, and stuffed him back in his pocket. And I don't know why I found that funny. I just thought it was absolutely hilarious, and I just, it just it kills me every single time. That is. That is one of those weird animated moments that just kind of sticks in the back of your brain forever. Because I absolutely remember that. Um, right. Because he oh, talked in a so really funny. deep voice for like a scene or two as well. Tom did. And then, um, and then never talked again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never again. 
Did you did you get to see the did that Tom and Jerry movie come out? Did you get to see that? I did. It was, How was funny, it? but it wasn't as funny as the old stuff. Like I chuckled. I had moments where I was like, okay, that's funny, that's cute. But man, some of those cartoons man just kill me, and I'm just like, yeah, it's not the same. Okay, that's fair, and very few things are. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially when they try to up, update it and upgrade it. It doesn't always right. go the way you want it to. So, um, so I'm going to, uh, Zach, please hold on. Put on your seatbelts. I'm going to pull oh. a IndyCast 180 <sighs> as I completely shift the, shift the scene here. Um, you made a great tweet a little while ago uh, that said, just because you're good at Twitter uh, doesn't mean you're good at wrestling. I, I would love to hear a little bit more of your thoughts on. on yeah, you got you got up. some feet, some pushback, and some and some um, applause, and definitely I saw the like, hey, you know, <laughs> this wasn't about anyone in particular, but if you think it's about you, then it's about you. Um, love it. So I want to dig into this as well. Yeah. Um. So <sighs> trying to find a very. <laughs> tactful way to put this, but here, here you go. Ah, tactful. Um, nah, whatever. So, um, here's the thing. This is what I tell a lot of people. I was like, hey, man, um, while, you know, we understand what social media is, wrestling, and this, that, and the other, you know, that, that's all well and good. But a lot of people are letting their follower count for this mysterious cryptocurrency known as clout like really start clouding like people's judgment and i tell people all the time like hey man you can talk all this shit on twitter that you want to that bell's got to ring Mm -hmm. and when that bell rings man it's the great equalizer because we're gonna find out really quick if you're good or not because last time i checked um no major company is signing people because of twitter like you have to be good um, now somebody would probably want to argue with that with me, and that's fine. But I'm like, you the bell still has to ring. No one's hiring you just to do Twitter. <laughs> it's, it's just not how it works. Um, and it, it, it's getting to a point where people are letting their thumbs write checks that their talent can't cash. And I take wrestling very seriously. I'm very passionate about wrestling. And to the unmotivated, you know, my passion can come off as me being very aggressive, which is fair. I can understand. I can respect that, you know, for what it's worth. I was like, but I do not. Um, I won't back down from how I feel. I won't back down from what I said because I mean it. And I, I mean what I said. Um, and there's been a few people who have kind of taken it personally. I always, I'm from the South, so I always go, man, hey, uh, hit dogs holler. If you think I'm talking about you, more than likely, I guess I am. If I'm not talking about you, then I guess I'm not. Um, and then, you know, I'm not going to make any apologies for it because I tell people, I'm like, you don't like what I have to say? Then get better. Um, when this pandemic is over, people are going to be wanting wrestling back. And some of the wrestling that I've seen lately has been garbage. And and I'm like, so people are going to pay their 20 bucks for this? Are you out of your minds? And, but, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that type of stuff. And because, you know, every, everyone's supposed to be nice and this, that, and the other. But, hey, man, the truth ain't nice. <laughs> the truth hurts. Um, but the truth is the truth. And if you if you aren't as good as the next guy, we're going to find out. We're going to find out real quick. And when we find out, I don't want to hear people complaining that they're being slept on or they're being this, that, and the other. It's like, nah, man, you just aren't good and you refuse to get better. Like, I, I'll say, for, like, Bad Bunny was in a it was in the PC for three months and had one of the best matches I've seen a non-wrestler have in, since, like, LT. What's your mm-hmm. excuse? You've been doing this for five, ten years. What's your excuse? You know, this is whatever. So, you know, it is what it is. Um, like I said, people don't like what I have to say. Do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and good luck to that. <laughs> so, well, would, right. would, would you say that that's one of the bigger issues, especially for like up and comers or, or brand new 
people to the, the, the sport of wrestling? Like, do you feel like that's kind of a big reoccurring thing is that these like young people come in and they, you know, talk a lot of shit online and they feel like they're making a following. And then that sort of infects the thought process. And then next thing you know, they think they're just, you know, big superstar when in reality, it's like, you know, they haven't traveled more than 10 minutes outside their house and they've right. wrestled half a dozen matches. Is that, would you say that's the biggest issue you're seeing these days? That's, 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 that's one of the biggest things I'm seeing. Um, and I'm seeing a lack of, um, of application. Um, so people want to get mad because a certain promotion don't want to book them. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm speaking generally, I'm not, there's like no story behind this. I'm speaking generally and people want to get mad. Um, I actually applaud that. Like, good. You should be mad. You should be upset that they don't want to use you. Now make them regret it. Make them regret not wanting to use you. Um, that's always been my thing. It's like, okay, they told you no. Had you asked them why they told you no? Um, if they told you the reason why they said no, have you applied it to your craft so that they can never say no to you ever again? And if they do, it's not it's not because you aren't good. It's more of a personal thing, which is way more than I can ask from anybody else. Um, you know, guys get comfortable wrestling their friends. Don't get me wrong, wrestling your friends is cool, man, but Last time I checked, I don't make money by wrestling my friends. I got to wrestle everybody else. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to wrestle everybody else. Um, I'm about my business. Um, I'm about my business very well. I'm not saying everybody's got to be like me, but don't be mad if, you know, I don't associate with you. You know, the minute I become the smartest guy in the room, I got to find a new room. And actually, very interesting kind of uh, what you meant, uh, what you a little bit off you said there. Actually, I want to quote. Um... Uh, somebody you're very familiar with, and I'm actually going to want to ask about this in a moment, but Alex Kane had put up on Twitter, not, or, uh, I think Twitter and Facebook not too long ago, I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you only stay in your area or region, you can't claim to be overlooked or underappreciated. And I think that's that, that, a lot. Was, yeah, that, that, we actually had a nice talk Friday. Um, me and him talked like almost two hours. We just sat down, had a meal, and just talked, and that, that came up ad nauseum. Well, now I'm very interested. You you had a, a a really good match with Alex Kane uh, not too long ago on, a, mm -hmm. and I, I'm a dear action. We love you guys. I'm and I'm not meaning to necessarily make this all about an action show, but it, it's, <laughs> it's working that way. Um, you had a great match with Alex Kane on a, um, a, the, the you can't do that show that they just did recently, right. um, where at the end of it, um, you handed over your handed over a set of the beads that you tend to wear out to the ring and, and kind of presented that to him. What, what was, you know, kind of what was the meaning behind that to you? How did, what were you kind of feeling when you, when you decided to do that? And um, just your overall feeling, one thing I'm actually, and I had a question about, I'm going to kind of double back here a second yeah. about just your overall presentation. Cause I love the, you know, the mask and the beads and, and everything. What's the presentation mean to you? And then what did it mean to hand that over to, to uh, Alex from that point after that match? Right. So like the beads themselves, I didn't tell him I was going to do it. Um, I just kind of did it. It was one of those things where we're just in the moment, um, but it's his, you know, it's, it's, I, I told him, I was like, Hey man, this is yours to lose. Um, I don't live in Georgia anymore, so I'm not going to be making all these trips down here, you know, unless it's, you know, worth it to me. Um, but you know, my man, it's yours to lose, you know, you can, what you do with this, it's going to be solely up to you. Um, there's a handful of us that will be watching, but like, no one's going to tell you what to do. Nobody's going to tell you you're, you know, making the wrong decisions. Some stuff you have to, some lessons you got to figure it on your own. If I think you're doing something detrimental, yeah, I'll step in. But for the most part, it's on you. Um, but the beads were more of just like, hey, man, you're at least it's like I'm giving you the spot that I had when I was down here that I had to work very hard to get. No one really gave it to me. I had to carve it out myself and cement myself in it because once I got in, I wasn't leaving. And then once I had the opportunity to go farther and to do more, I realized I can't do both. You know, um, you can't you can't explore the sea if you're afraid to lose sight of the shore. So I had to let it go. Um, but I feel as if with Alex, like it's going to be it's going to be in good hands. It's going to be okay. That kid's going to get just 
better. And honestly, if that kid's still in the Indies in two, three years, somebody screwed up. Okay. Now, I I did want to we've dabbled in sort of like almost like pro wrestling TED talks about like teaching yeah. young wrestlers and, and that kind of thing. Um, and so sort of jumping off the, the back of like being good at Twitter, but not necessarily the same as being good at wrestling. Um, right. Your promo work is phenomenal, just absolutely phenomenal. And that's something that we've run into quite a few times with younger talent is that, you know, like you said, when the bell rings, when the rubber hits the road, and it's like, okay, we need you to cut a promo about blah, 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 blah. Deer in the headlights. Deer in the headlights. Right. Deer in the headlights. So where do you draw inspiration from when you're cutting a promo or when you're telling a story not in the ring? Where do you draw right. inspiration from? What is your advice? Because this is a, something that, you know, like you said, everyone can talk shit on social media. But as soon as there's a camera involved, suddenly everyone's like, hi, can you ask me questions? Can you give me something to jump off right. of here? Um, you you have to have an ego like you have to have an ego in wrestling and you have to be comfortable with the fact that you have an ego and the minute that like somebody gives you an opportunity to present yourself you take full advantage i'm a theater kid like i took theater in high school i took theater in college like me being in front of people is not a big deal like i get it so it's you know it's whatever um, just building promos, I just get to be creative. I get to find new ways to like convey my, you know, convey my words in a in a certain 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 medium. You know, the the content's there now. It's all about the packaging, which mm -hmm. is easy. Once you have the content, the packaging is nothing. You just got to figure out what works for you, and then keep you know keep uh, figuring it out. And that's it. Um, but when it comes to promos, it's just like people want to draw inspiration from wrestling. Why? Like, if if you, what's your favorite band? Um, I would say currently it is uh, the Mountain Goats. Cool. So, if money was no object, would you rather go see the Mountain Goats in Madison Square Garden, or would you rather go see a Mountain Goats cover band in a dive bar? <laughs> I, if money was no object, I'd be front row at Madison Square Garden. Right. So if I'm doing a promo like The Rock, why? Why would you want to see me do a promo like The Rock when The Rock's right there? Like, so everybody wants to be like this other wrestling. Like, you guys can't like start drawing these inspirations outside of wrestling and start bringing that in and start cultivating who you are and this, that, and the other. Um, my biggest inspirations are Clubber Lang and Marcellus Wallace. That's a hell of a tag team. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is. Marcellus Wallace doesn't raise his voice at all. When Marcellus Wallace talks, everyone shuts up and listens to him. When Mr. When Clubber Lang talks, everyone shuts the hell up and they listen. The thing about Clubber Lang is people are like, oh man, he talked a lot of crap. I'm like, yeah, because he can also back it up. And right. he did it. So is it really talking crap if you can back it up? Is it? <laughs> um, but when you when we're doing these promos, like the presentation's everything. Like like something simple as turning the phone vertical or horizontal. Like right. ugh. Or and I swear I have I swear I lose a year off my life every time I see it when someone does a promo in a car. You're in a car. Go somewhere. Do the damn promo. <laughs> um, like your your environment means everything. Your setting means everything. It, this is like a movie. So why aren't you treating it like a movie? Somebody said the joke of like, um, hey man, were you trying to do win Academy Award for your promos? Yes, right. I am. <laughs> I want to win. Like at least get nominated. <laughs> you know, best phone promo. The nominees are. I'm trying to be the first one. Um. So, but you can do promos anywhere. You can do it in front of a mirror. You can do them in the car when you're going to work. Sitting down, you can do them. Like, I think of promos all the time. I just write stuff down and this, that, you know. So many people don't write stuff down anymore. I have several notebooks filled with random crap that I may pull out further down the line. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. I can't name any, any, other, any other people who do that. 
who just has like random notebooks. I'm like, I forget I have them. I'm like, what is this book? Oh, this is my promo book. I, I thought I lost this. This is awesome. And I get to go back and read and see how far I came. And I'm always constantly trying to better the price promo I did. But that gets missed sometimes. And it's it can get a little disheartening because I'm mm-hmm. like, we're better than that. We have to be better than that. You know, this pandemic's about to pop off. And I want to make sure that when it does, I'm presenting the best product that I possibly can in and out of the ring. And for those who don't, I, I mean, I'm just like, what have you been doing for the past year? I mean, that's a great point. Like, what is your excuse at, the, at this stage? Like, you know. Right. You, and, and that's, yeah, you have none. And this is everybody had all the time on their hands to to – to better, you know, to kind of better that type of presentation, and right. a lot, of, a lot of people did. There's some people that did some great work on it, but a lot of people completely let it go, and it's it's depressing to see that's the case. Um, and you're gonna find out real quick who has put in the work and who hasn't. Hmm. Well, uh, I do know that some work you definitely had to put in recently was uh, for a match that was two two years in the making. It was actually supposed to happen. <sighs> Last year at Mania, uh, it did finally happen this year. Uh, it, it was uh, it, it, it kind of talking to, got, talking about movies. This this was definitely uh, this is this is better than Godzilla versus Kong right now. It was oh shit! It was freaking. No, I'm sorry. It was. I don't care what you say. Uh, but no, it was O'Shea Edwards and, and John Davis, who uh, again for for all intents and purposes we do have to note is Sacramento's dad's favorite wrestler. Uh, so <laughs> tell me what it was like. Uh, Facing finally facing off against John. Yeah, man, it was um, it was something that I've been wanting to do for a very long time. Um, I, I told Matt I was like, if I don't get John Davis for whatever reason, and I and I understand like business is business, I get it. I was like, but if I don't get John Davis, I'm not coming. Simple as that. Like I'm not coming because that's the only match I want. It's the only match that I actually care about, and I I, I was a no, I was a one and done <laughs> on on Friday. I I did my match and then I promptly left. Um, I left that night because I didn't care. Like I didn't, and this isn't like to knock anybody else, but every other match at that point, I would I would the body work I put out on Friday, I would put it up against anybody's weekend, and then dare you to say that this match wasn't good or this match is one of the best ones of the week of the weekend. Um. Like it was, I was willing to stake my reputation on it, and because in fact I only had one match, I could, I can go a hundred miles an hour. I don't have anything else, so why wouldn't I just lose my mind and just all the stuff I want to get out? Like this is the time to get it out, you know. I got back on that plane that night. I was exhausted. I felt straight to sleep. <laughs> the best two-hour flight I ever had. I don't remember it. I remember <laughs> taking off and landing. That was it. Um, but. Getting a chance to work with John was everything I thought it would be. Some people say you just shouldn't meet your heroes. Um, I'm glad I met mine. Um, it, it was exactly what I needed to be. Um, it was a milestone for me. Um, when it was all over, I got a chance to like go out back and kind of like have a moment for myself and like kind of take it in and enjoy the moment. Um, but as soon as I kind of like, all right, cool, that was great. I'm so happy that happened. Okay, what's next? You know, and that was time for me to move on to do something else, um, because now that I've got just to wrestle John, to me that means something. You know, that's the seal of approval, and now I gotta, I gotta go farther than I was going before. Very nice. And obviously, one of those steps that have been taken recently is uh, signing. As uh, now you're with Ring of Honor, and and more specifically, uh, with Shane Taylor Promotions. Uh, which I mm-hmm. think is a beautiful spot for you to be in because uh, Shane, I got to I got to see Shane Taylor once uh, in San Antonio uh, when I traveled out to San Antonio. This is before he had got inside with Ring of Honor, and I remember right. thinking then seeing him on in you know a, a legitimately a show that was outdoors, uh, like that like that dude's a star, and and you can see it and the, everything that he's done in Ring of Honor. Um, kind of what are you, what are your thoughts of, about Shane Taylor and being a part of Shane Taylor Shane Taylor Promotions now being in Ring of Honor, right, man? So that was such a just a a, a just a chance happening. Um, 
when I first came up here, I wasn't really expecting anything. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I wasn't really like, I never kept, ever, I was like, I, I didn't know what to expect. I was kind of like just living, going day by day, just hoping I didn't, you know, don't screw up. Um, and it was, it wasn't until like the end of last year where, where Shane was like, Hey man, look, we've been seeing, I've been seeing what you're doing on the Indies and, you know, your promos have been really top notch and everyone here is really high on what you've been doing, this, that, and the other. Um, I talked to the boys up top and we want to bring you in. And I kind of looked at them like, me? Like, okay. And so we started kind of like finding ways to make it happen, this, that, and the other. And, you know, they were like, um, yeah, man, when it's time, you'll know. And sure enough, like a FedEx box showed up at my house and I was like, okay, this is a thing now. Sweet. I mean, that's what you're hoping for. Right. Yeah, right. And that's, and I think, like I said, man, that's a, I think that's a great place to be. And especially with a lot of stuff that Ring of Honor has been putting out lately with the pure division, stuff like that. Once audiences open back up again, I think that's going to be right. just amazing. So, um, well, Zach, I know, uh, once again, we're going to kind of 180 here a little bit, but I think, uh, I think I probably have to ask the uh, Trevin Adams Memorial question right mm -hmm. now. So, uh, even though, by the way, for those that do not know, Trevin Adams is not dead. Uh, if you're still listening, very Trevin, much alive. hi, still very much alive, but it's your fault. This is your fault. This question comes up every show. Uh, O'Shea, in, uh, it's, uh, late at night. Uh, you're doing the drives. You just got done with the match. You are, you have a rumbly in your tumbly as it were, and you, uh, come over a hill and you see a shining beacon of light in front of you of wonderful food goodness. Uh, is that shining beacon a sheets or is that shining beacon a Wawa? Oh, what's a sheets? That a boy. Yeah, it's a sheets. What? Uh, it's a, it's a you, sheets. You might want to re-listen to what he's saying there, sir. You, he gave the right answer. It's a sheets, not a Wawa. He, he what? said it right. Tell, tell Zach why it's a sheets. Oh man, you kidding me? Like I get everything I want. Like I want a burrito with double steak. Yeah, I get a burrito with double steak. Oh, you want like a. Uh, like a little Sunday at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we'll make that too. We don't care. We're sheets. What do you want? We'll give it to you. It's it's sheets, man. It's it's always been sheets. Anything else is just uncivilized. I would like to, I would like to welcome O'Shea Edwards to the to the sheets army here on uh, on the IndyCast. <laughs> well, you know, nothing, this, this nothing you would be happier than this moment right now. This interview I, was I, going real great, and then <laughs> something technical happened. I don't know what the hell happened. Yeah, <laughs> somebody dropped or something. I well. Don't know. Technically, I think it's technically time for you to ask the final two questions, oh, Zach. Okay. So, great. Uh, so, uh, unfortunately, in this incredible um, uh, uh, world of professional wrestling that we all find ourselves involved with, uh, we lose um, some talents, unfortunately, before their time. Uh, so, with that being said, again, with the 180s, we really got to work on our transitions. Uh, with <laughs> that being said, um, O'Shea, who is a talent be it either in ring or you know uh manager or promoter or whomever who is no longer alive that you would have loved to have worked with Ooh. who's no longer oh actually butchery i would have loved, oh. loved to work with butchery would have loved to work with butchery it wasn't until i got a little older that i that i found out about doom um and i i i, I, I thought butchery was an absolute unit um, that's just, that dude was just, yeah, just, just as tall as he is wide. And if I ever had the opportunity, like, you know, just to kind of roll the clock back, it definitely would have been Butch Davis. Butch Reed, I'm sorry. Okay. Butch Reed's a good answer. I, was saying, I think it's Man, our almighty. first one of those. Well, sadly, he just passed away recently. He just passed away not that long ago either. So that's. Yeah, not that long, like a few months ago. Right. Yeah. So. I don't know if too many people would have had that on the list, but man, that is a good choice. Yeah, Doom was a killer tag team. I so yeah, love such a killer tag team. So, so underrated. So uh, our, our final question here. Uh, we here at the IndyCast believe that every animal in nature has certain evolutionary traits to ensure its survival. So giraffes have long necks, rhinos, big horns, et cetera, et cetera. Our belief here is that human beings as an animal, our evolutionary trait is our ability to use tools. So, O'Shea Edwards, if you could fight any animal, what would it be, and what weapon would you use? Uh, probably a grizzly. Okay. Um, okay. 
and I would use a uh, what's called a halogen tool. Um, halogen tool is a big piece of steel. Um, on one end, it has a pry bar and a big spike, and then the other one has a claw tool. Um, man, when that, when that thing gets a swinging, like stand out of get out of the way. That thing's coming with maximum damage every single time, and it doesn't give. Um, so when it when it connects, you're gonna know it connects. Um, you know, most people go for axe. I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna bludgeon you to death. Like, I just hit you once, you'll realize this isn't what you want to do, and you'll walk away. <laughs> I was gonna say, that literally was like a poem about a nightmare. That sounds terrifying. I, I, I just looked it up, too, because I was like, okay, what, what, what is that exactly? And no, it looks like a nightmare, too. He's not wrong. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and by the way, I did promise, uh, or we did Google Foo slightly here before we get to the next part yes. of the show. Uh, uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is indeed on HBO Max. Nice. Uh, so if you if you want to re rewatch it, you can do so if you if you have HBO Max. Um, Sweet. Well, Ashay, this is the uh, wonderful part of the episode where one Mr. Brian Cage has officially given us permission to call. Get your shit in. Let people know where they can uh, find your social media, buy your merchandise, uh, whatever they can do to support you. The floor is yours. Sweet. Hey, man. So you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Big Bad Kaiju. Um, B I G B A D K I. Ju um, merch wise, you can find me at What a Maneuver. Um, I, I love What a Maneuver. I try to get as many uh, people as I can to go to What a Maneuver. Their shirts are awesome. I'm all about quality uh, type shirts. If somebody wants to sell you a Gildan shirt, like run away. Those are hot garbage. Um, <laughs> like most people try to find me on Facebook, but I tell people something. I don't know you. I'm not going to add you, let alone talk to you. Fair enough. Very nice. And uh, real quickly, just to uh, since uh, Action was nice enough to help us out with this one here, if you go to uh, Independent Wrestling TV, IWTV, go sign up right now. You can use code ACTION. Uh, watch, have fun, be sad. That is up there right now, and you can see uh, the absolute war uh, that was uh, O'Shea and, and one John Davis. Uh, absolutely killer match, plus a whole bunch of other stuff. So go watch that. But uh, uh, O'Shea, once again, thank you very much for, for joining us on the IndyCast today. And uh, for all you wonderful wrestling nerds out there, thank you once again for uh, listening to the IndyCast. As always, I am Chad Allen. I am Zach Romero. And until next time, everybody, we always say... A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you What's fucker. <laughs> Rick Flair said fuck a six pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big queer stone cold Steve Austin. Birds don't give a fuck about your life.